It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day two, continuous monitoring and continuous improvement. I want the next focus specifically on the tactical steps of moving towards both continuous monitoring and continuous improvement of your compliance program. These twin concepts are perhaps the biggest modifications found in the 2020 update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs. The changes begin in Section 1, Risk Assessments. The question-by-question analysis found in this section begins with, is the periodic review limited to a snapshot in time or based upon continuous access to operational data and information across functions? Do you have access to continuous and real-time transaction data at your organization? How about across silos within your organization? Most likely, the answer to both is no. This means you no longer have a best practices compliance program in 2021. How can you garner such information? While there is only one question in the lessons learned section, it is a compound question. It not only inquires about data you may have obtained through your own work, but also from other companies in your industry operating in the same geo region. Without commenting on the potential antitrust aspects of this issue, if there is public source information available to you, and there always is, how are you using this information in your compliance program? But this can be simply having your fully operationalized employee base keeping their eyes and ears open at trade shows or other gatherings of industry employees. Also embedded in these questions is another old theme in compliance. Is there sufficient documentation in your compliance program? But here the question is about the documentation of data garnered and how you utilize this data. I've long preached the mantra of document, 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 and this mantra is as important now as it ever has been. It is not simply that if it is not documented, it never happens in a government's eyes. It is that if you documented the basis for your decision, then you can explain your decision-making calculus. Remember, no compliance professional, compliance program, or even company under under FCPA investigation or scrutiny has ever been punished for making an incorrect decision where there is sufficient and documented business justification in place. Such entities and persons have been sanctioned when there was no documentation in place. The next area for continuous monitoring and continuous improvement was in the area of compliance, which is not normally associated with these concepts, policies, and procedures. Here, the 2020 update (coughs) inquired into both design and accessibility. When was the last time your policies and procedures were updated? Perhaps more importantly, under the 2020 update, what was your process for doing so? Was there rigor around your process? Did that rigor include incorporating information and data collected through continuous monitoring, real-time monitoring, or continuous access to operational data and information across functions? Novelly, the 2020 update asks if you have tracked who's looking at your policies and procedures and where they are located as data points for you to consider in updating your compliance program. The final area in the 2020 update for consideration is appropriately called continuous improvement, periodic testing, and review, and is found in the subsection monikered evolving updates. It reads, how often has the company updated its risk assessment and reviewed its compliance policies and procedures? 
has the company undertaking, undertaken a gap analysis to determine if the particular areas of risk are not sufficiently addressed in its policies, controls, or training? What steps has the company taken to determine whether the policies, procedures, and practices make sense for particular business segments and subsidiaries? Does the company review and adapt its compliance program based upon lessons learned from its own misconduct or that of other companies facing similar risks? Similar to the language under the risk assessment, this compound question considers the adaptation of a compliance program from your own lessons learned, but also from other companies. The distinction is now that phrase, quote, other companies facing similar risks, end quote. Think about this language, how it would apply to any uh, company operating in China, West Africa, or any other high-risk region across the globe. I would interpret it to mean that every chief compliance officer and compliance practitioner needs to stay abreast of international anti-corruption enforcement actions where your company may be doing business. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, what are your processes for continuous monitoring? Do you have continuous monitoring? Are your data siloed or do you have access to information across silos? Number two, what is your process for continuous improvement? Is that process written down? Is that process documented? Can you show how the information you obtained through continuous monitoring led to an improvement in your compliance program going forward? Number three, what source of information do you use that is outside your organization? So <clears throat> what information do you have from other businesses in your same um, industry or in your same uh, business line or in your same geo region? All important aspects that you need to consider, but remember the three most important things in any best practices compliance program continue to be the same. They were in two 2009 and 2021. And of course, that is document, document, document. I hope you will join me tomorrow for day three, where we take, at, take a look at leadership's conduct at the top. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January, where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement, which occurred in 2020 and will help inform your compliance program going forward into 2021 and indeed beyond. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.